Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to the OTs Get Paid podcast, episode 101. We are continuing with part two of our series of how to protect your mental health as an OT entrepreneur. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back because I talk about how I have decided to make some changes with this company and my work schedule to protect my mental health. I've used myself as an example and something that you can follow or replicate or give you food for thought how you can change your work schedule. And this is part two about specifically me taking one month off for July. So I've made three significant changes to work lately. One is I'm taking July off and two, I am taking on two new jobs. So that sounds bonkers. How can you take on more responsibility for mental health? If you want to know, go back and listen to episode 100. This is the second time I've been taking July off in OTs Get Paid, but I have a history of taking Julys off and I've done it in many ways. One of the number one questions I get is, how have you done this in the past? So what I thought I would do is go back through my bricks and mortar company and OTs Get Paid, which is online, and the different stages of growth, start growth and scale, and what I did in each of those stages. If you don't know the stage that you're at, I direct you once again to the OTs Get Paid quiz. The link is in the show notes, um, which will help you decide what stage you're at because really we need to take different actions at different stages, start growth and and scale. Plus, you know, if you're under a hundred thousand a year or over and the quiz will not only let you know your scale, but what you should be focusing on. You might not have even thought of some of the other areas of business because we weren't taught. Go take that quiz. There is a ton of value in it. Okay. So here I go. The first thing I'm going to talk about is when I had my bricks and mortar company, Spring Occupational Therapy from 2014 to 2020. In the start phase, I had mostly 
one-on-one. I think I hired somebody towards the end of my first year, but let's assume that I had, you know, for the first year, it was all one-on-one and it was me and that's what I did. Now, again, my kids were, you know, younger. So taking time off for them was a higher value. It was a big value for me because I know now that my children are young adults. They like spending time with me, but they're legitimately doing their own thing. I haven't wanted to see my daughter for a couple of months by the time I see her in July. And that's good. That's the way it should be. Um, so I knew that I wanted to spend more time with them. So in the first start phase, I pretty much stopped everything. And again, we're going to look at different departments. There's marketing, there's sales, there's fulfillment, there's finances, and there's operations. And I did none of it when I was off. So everything really did stop. I had a simple, I'm out of office, <laughs> call back in July or call back in August. <laughs> um, and I think I took like six weeks off. I actually took a lot of time off at this stage. And In terms of fulfillment, I did more intensives in the summer. So rather than trading time for money, an hour for this price, I looked at doing more intensives so that we could, you know, add layers to an offer. It just wasn't direct time. It was follow-up. It was online videos. It was, you know, access to me during off times. And I did less for more money. So that's the basic shift that I did, but I don't want to give you any pretense to think that anything else was happening. (laughs) It was not. Everything closed down. Once we hit that growth phase and we were making more money, we had, you know, made six figures and we had, you know, a small team, I was still taking a month off. And really the opportunity from a fulfillment piece of view peace of mind was to keep the wheels on the bus. So from a fulfillment point of view, we had staff that were, you know, seeing kids and the wheels stayed on the bus, which was great. We funneled many, 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 many of our people through summer camp because we felt that was after spending time with our ideal client, we actually felt that was best for most of them. And so did the parents. So we didn't just say, well, too bad. We're stopping ones on ones. Everybody has to go into summer camp. This was, I mean, it helped from a systemic point of view, but this was actually a real want and need from parents and for their children. So we funneled a lot of those kids, which helped us move away from one on one hourly rate of pay. And we also had a a staff members who could, we had a clinic manager at that point. We called her manager of clinic success or client success. And they answered the telephone. So sales were still happening. And operations from a, you know, the day-to-day-to-day things also got done behind the scenes. I also had more CEO time. So I saw less kids. And when I did from a fulfillment point of view, I did it intensives again, which were always a big success for us in the summer. And then I take more of that indirect, what some people call admin, what I call CEO time, that working on your business time. I would update my strategic plan. I updated a lot of the operations. I was the strategic planner behind operations. I did and then would hand them off for execution. But I had to do all of that planning and, you know, 
mapping and strategy for ops. We also shared the summer camp with an SLP company. So we each had a lead OT from my company and a lead SLP from their company. And so any emergencies or emergent issues with fulfillment or really sales or anything from that area could be dealt with from these leads. And the CEO of the SLP company was still around. And so anything that needed upper management could be addressed. In terms of marketing, by this stage, most of our marketing was pretty automatic, meaning that we had formed really strong alliances with partners, people who saw our ideal client before they got to us, and people who we discharged our ideal client to, uh, and you know, spent time in the same spaces of our ideal client. And they continued to give us referrals no matter what. Also, I had taught our staff to market our outcomes. So our staff had an important marketing and sales job. They could do the marketing, they could then talk about the sale, and then in order to get on the schedule, they'd go to the manager of clinic operations, client operations, client success. I can't remember what we called her, but it was a fabulous title. People loved it. And they would put them on the schedule, but for September, okay? The staff were not selling OT, and I think I need to do a podcast on this because I am still talking about this a lot, and I want everybody in our sphere to really understand this. Do not sell OT. Nobody gives a hoot that you're an OT. I promise you. I talked to somebody recently, and they were like, why is this clinic not taking off? And they were taking insurance, and they were selling OT, and they had were getting killed with cancellations because they had a you know, they served one disability. They served kids with autism. And no, there was no real like goal or value or problem that they were solving. Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley. As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my client started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. This was a marathon, not a sprint. So we didn't sell OT. We sold outcomes to problems. And we sold the promise, not just the process in terms of, oh, you come here and you come there and you come this many hours and we see you this often. That's the process. The promise isn't OT because, again, nobody cares. The promise is, oh, yeah, of course. We will help you get your kid more sleep. Of course, your child will be having less meltdowns. Absolutely. We've worked with lots of kids who are on the verge of not being able to attend preschool because of their attention challenges, and we have managed to help every single child stay in preschool. Okay? That's selling the promise. So they were able to take over a lot of that marketing 
and some of that sales for us. Okay. Again, the client manager of client success would put them on the calendar for September. And I want to talk about how that scarcity and urgency worked in our favor at that time that I was taking off. For our ideal client, fall was a new year. And so there was a built-in scarcity and urgency from parents who wanted to buy our services at that time. And I want you to think about how you can coincide your time off with a natural dip and then a natural push. Okay. And peds, again, tends to be summer. Now, I don't want to pretend that everything was great because the in case of emergency plan was still always me. <laughs> were people able to get me? Yes, they were. Was I in a bubble where I didn't think about work and I had no contact with work? Nope, nope, nope. The only time I've had that was way, 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 way in the beginning when I just pretty much closed everything down. So I have not mastered that skill yet. Okay, let's talk about the online business and OTs get paid. In the start, I was fortunate because we were in lockdown for the most part. Our start phase briefly coincided with the beginning of lockdown and then real lockdown. And so I kept working. Most of my clients at that point were one-on-one, but I was making more profit from the revenue because my offers were more intense. There were no hourly rates. And so fulfillment was hybrid. It was Zoom. It was mobile. That was a big thing for me. And some of it was asynchronous over Voxer with those one-on-ones. I had a layered offer that didn't just rely on my time for money. So from a flex perspective, if I did take a brief travel, I was able to, you know, use my computer to do that fulfillment. And also I had less times I had to be in contact with people. And therefore I could go on some backcountry camping trips. I happened to live in the province of Alberta and we weren't going anywhere. And so I got to access our own backyard, which was a pretty epic summer. I will tell you that. Now, from a marketing sales and operations point of view, it was still me. And I spent a ton of time on this. But again, my kids were older and I had more time on my schedule because I was still making money with less time. Now we hit the growth phase and I went to group offers in cohorts. I was also fulfilling a lot of VIP days. So again, fulfillment was no problem. In fact, it was even easier. I didn't have any cohorts in the summer and VIP days are like one, <laughs> right? It's like one day for 3K and boom, you get it done. So again, I had lots more time off, quote unquote, for fulfillment. The marketing at that point, when we were in growth mode, was this podcast. And I didn't make any new ones in the summer. I'm thinking really, you know, the last summer, the summer before that. I didn't make any new ones. So that was easy. Did I send out any marketing emails? Nope. What I was working on also at that time was the OT Entrepreneur Summit, which was a big, big event for us. And I had a co-host who kept working on this while I took some time off and vice versa. So this was where I actually spent the majority of my time outside of fulfillment. Was sales up and running when I took July off? Nope. The click to book a call in my calendar still existed to have a sales conversation, but I didn't have anything available for July and I had everything in August. And I had a big old out of office thing on my email. So the wheels were definitely still on the bus and we had to slow down. From an operations perspective, again, I was handing off 
tasks to keep the wheels on the bus, but it was a, you know, consult, um, a contractor and it was intermittent days. So let's look at this year, this July, where we are in scaling mode. And that means we're doing, we've got most of the same offers and we're just rinsing and repeating, rinsing and repeating and doing things that we're pulling less levers to get more of a business that is a money-making machine. And I am big time relying on a team. In terms of fulfillment, our current Road to 100K and 100K Club are evergreen. And so we have coaches that are helping out and guest experts. And I am only responsible for two calls during July when I'm off. And that's fine with me because I actually love doing those calls. One of them is actually on my birthday. So I cannot think of anything more fun than being, you know, near the dock, uh, in the woods, and connecting with my 100K Club Mastermind people. So that's really one call on my day off, and then another call I have to figure out with my current job at camp. I also want to remind you that we have a operations manager who is not a contractor, who is a staff member. And we, she knows the ins and the outs. She's helping keep everything on track for us, as well as she's having projects that she does on her own to improve our operations and our systems. Also, we created an offer that people were asking for that also worked for us over the summer where I slow down and we are lending her out. So there's an ad that's going to be running when you listen to this. If this is still available, some of you might be listening to this when it's not available, but as of, you know, June and July and August of 2023, we have Jarina who is optimizing your ops. She will do systems audits. She's going to strategize and map out your business for systems for automate, delegate, and delete. Hooray! (laughs) And she's working her regular hours for us and then also adding that extra fulfillment piece, right? That's another way that we can make money using her zone of genius. And it's something that our ideal clients have been asking for. And that's on a loop. I don't need to be involved in that. We have that whole payment and that fulfillment and the pre-assessment and the meetings and everything happens. And I don't need to be involved in that. So thumbs up. We've had about six people take part in that to date and everybody is loving life. They want an ops manager. They don't know how to hire one. They don't have an ops brain. We op- You open up your business and Jarena gets in there and, you know, does an audit, uh, strategizes, maps it out, etc. So from a marketing perspective, we are not doing any new podcasts in July, but we are continuing to rely on our email marketing to our own people, our own list. And we, I am writing those copies. I'm the copywriter right now. So I'm writing those ahead of time to promote our podcasts, to promote paid partnerships, to promote upcoming masterclasses that we have pre-planned for August. And of course, Jarena's Optimize My Ops offer. So do I have to do a little bit of extra work ahead of that? Yes. Are we doing a lot of social media? No. We are doing like some bare bones social media, but you're not going to see us leaning into that at that point. And that's okay because 
we can't do it all. And that has its pros and cons in our company. And so I'm not too stressed. It's not like we get 10 new clients a month by being on social media. So we're not really giving up a lot. We make more sales in emails and people have access to the podcast, even though we're not putting out new ones. Okay. So again, from a sales perspective, the Optimize My Ops is on an automatic sales. And if they want to enter the Road to 100K or 100K Club, they need to have a sales call with me. I'm not handing that off. People are just going to have to wait until August. No big. They have to wait three and a half weeks before they can talk to me. In terms of finances, which is another category, uh, our operations manager has her eye on those. And any big problems, she can access our bookkeeper who knows our finances inside and out. Now, again, I need to be honest. Am I turning off my phone and going into the wilderness? Nope, nope, nope. Am I able to be reached? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I am working in the office and camp for a reason. I am not leading the three-week trip in the Quebec wilderness for a reason. Okay, reason number one is I wasn't asked. <laughs> they tend to give that to the 22-year-olds. But the other reason is because I can still be in the Wi-Fi in the office. I can have... We're not supposed to have phones, but I can have my phone in my pocket because, you know, I'm in the office and I'm an adult. I can't use it in front of like staff and everything. But like, you know, I don't also work 14 hour days and I can step out of the dining hall and take calls if I need to. I can, you know, I have a cabin. Again, this is not something we like publicize for the campers that are at the camp, but I do have that ability. And this is enough for right now. Do I ever get totally off the grid? I do. We take, I take a very breaky break break over, you know, the traditional Christmas break here in North America in December. And we take a lot of stat holidays, like any of the stats that we have, like, again, around like Easter, Christian holidays, um, you know, we have long weekends in July here. I don't take those off, but we really work. We don't work on our stats around here. And for the most part, I try not to work on those days. So if I really needed to go off the grid, like if they decided to come to me one day and say, you know, you really do need to leave that three-week Quebec canoe trip, then I'd have to do something differently. But this is the reason I'm spelling it all out because I don't know what your time off looks like, okay? I don't know if you need, which of these variables you need to play with and which team members you need to hire, which team members you need to promote, which team members you need to give more responsibility to over the summer, and how you need to play with your offers. But hopefully by going over, and I recognize these last two podcasts have been a lot about me, me, me. And that is literally for me to show you how I'm doing it so that you can have food for thought for your own ways of doing it. If you have any questions, please jump into our OTs Get Paid Facebook group. The link is in the show notes and we can talk about this. I think this is going to be a really interesting topic for a lot of occupational therapy entrepreneurs. And I can't wait to see how this shows itself up in your own life. And hopefully my examples have helped you with your mental health balance as an OT entrepreneur. Until next time. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. 
We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. Thank you.